Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I just looked at the extended box score from last night's game. Creighton had 1.45 points per possession. against the number one team in the country. What are we doing? Hello. You're not getting beat that night. Uh, You're not getting beat that Part of last night's uh, college basketball, um, Villanova won a huge game against Butler, and all of a sudden they won 405, and Justin Moore looks like Justin Moore, and Villanova might be playing themselves into the discussion. This whole thing this morning uh, with Iowa winning yesterday on the road at the Breslin Center, Michigan State, man, 17-10. and So Iowa wins. Iowa's Tim Kruger just said at the top of this hour, creeping closer to a good side of the bubble. Yeah. Villanova's starting to make some hay, and this is a this became the, the, in the in the last like twelve hours, it become even more important game for Nebraska tonight in uh, Bloomington. We'll 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 dive deeper into uh, the second meeting between the two teams. Nebraska blew out Indiana the first time. Indiana's really really struggling, but Nebraska's wearing red tonight. Yep. Yeah. Maybe they could wear, you know what? They could wear those great-looking Black History Month uniforms. Yeah. I mean, Indiana just wears whatever. Yeah, they, yeah, they're not yeah. they're not sold on wearing white at home right. anymore. The uh, the other thing in college basketball last night, while down in Columbia, so was watching this uh, in a place where I could watch some stuff on TV <laughs> before the uh, Creighton game started, which, which uh, here's the other thing we got a problem in college basketball. No games start on time. No. No, no because, games start on time. Nope. Uh, and I know the the Villanova Butler game started to push it back a little bit, but I'm like, whoa. I mean, what are we gonna start like at 7:45 last night? But was watching the very tough to watch beginning of the Tennessee Mizzou game, where nobody could make a bucket and it was mm-hmm. all about turnovers. And Tennessee survived down in Columbia, so Mizzou is now 0-13 in the SEC. Oh, I, I, I tweeted out. Dennis Dennis Gates <laughs> last night dropped an F-bomb talking about his team. He kind of went patino. That's okay. They don't have a boss at Mizzou. Their AD just left to go to Arizona. Yeah. So him and Drink can do whatever yep. down in Columbia. Just, just let it loose. But the other side of that, like Rick Barnes and Tennessee, who they now have three straight 20-win seasons. Also, remember when winning 20 games in college basketball was considered like a big deal? Yeah. Now it's like, can you get there by February or early yeah, like, February? You know, and Creighton won their 20th last night, and you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Tennessee's won three straight years. They've won 20 or more, but they got to 20, and you're like, eh, it used to mean something. <laughs> Rick Barnes won his 799th game. Wow. And, 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 Good and, coach. And wins don't always say, you know, how you're equal your greatness, but does anybody put Rick Barnes from Clemson to Texas to Tennessee ever really like in the top 10 coaches in college basketball these days? No, but when you bring him up, I, I feel like you you sort of all of a sudden go through the pros and cons of like, okay, that's some of the teams in the underachievement of Texas, but then you look at what happened after they replaced him and then the, the brutal stretch that Shaka Smart had there too. And, and it probably is all of a sudden you don't realize what you have till it's gone. I feel like now 
that that has aged well for Rick Barnes and then what he's done at Tennessee. So I feel like when you do bring him over, you're like, ah, all right, give me your, t- your top 10 college basketball coaches. And then if you don't have Rick Barnes in there, but you bring him up, you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, I know. he's doing good. I, Nick, I don't think he shows up in a lot of people's top I don't 10 think so basketball nope. coaches, but they are, well, they've been in the uh, Sweet 16 four of his eight years at Tennessee. They're always really yeah. good defensively. Mm-hmm. Dude he, wins everywhere he's been. But he also probably has, they also have some major letdowns when you get to tournament time. For Tennessee. But last night he won his 799th game down in Columbia. His best Texas team wasn't with Kevin Durant. I mean, you're not putting him... Are are you putting him ahead of uh, Tony Bennett? Or is Tony Bennett just ahead of him because they won a national championship? Got to remember, Virginia hasn't won a tournament game since they won their title. Right. And for me personally, it's hard. Like the national championship does give you a little bit more stock to say, okay, maybe I'm going to put Tony Bennett up there. And there's also a part of me that... It's not pretty to watch. In fact, I mean, we just saw it last what Monday on how offensively challenged that that entire system can be with what he stresses more with the defensive side and the pack line defense and everything that everyone knows about with the Tony Bennett team. But being able to, there's something about being the first number one seed bounced by a 16 and then coming back the following year and being able to win a national championship. There is something there, but the overall product itself, it's hard for me to get past that. So like I, I would I would rather watch a Rick Barnes type team than a Tony Bennett team. So I guess I'd rather without the national drive, championship, yeah. I would probably take Rick Barnes in that style and what he's done. Self Samson is over my top three in college basketball. It's a good list. And see, I think Samson oh, was one I of those guys. And, and, and you had two top twenty coaches coaching against each other last night in downtown yep. Omaha. Oh yeah, I, I think Samson was one of those guys that kind of got rediscovered by I think a lot of the college basketball media too because before he was kind of he was just attached to you know bending to breaking the rules when it came to recruiting but all of a sudden you realize yeah the dude can coach like he would have he would have had long careers at at those stops in you know Oklahoma wherever you want to kind of link him to you look at where he's at at Houston and you look at now the day and age of what you can do with recruiting like Good luck trying he to stop. He was ahead of his time. Good, good, well, yeah, exactly. He, good luck trying to stop Calvin Sampson right I mean, now. Yeah, because he's a great coach. Good luck playing against Houston because, I mean, some of those guys got to get time off work to come play. Calvin Sampson <laughs> yeah. just recruits guys that look like they're 30. <laughs> they okay? They, they all look like they're old. Yeah. Um, but he's been at Houston now for a decade. The only thing that's missing from his resume is a national title. And here, let's nowadays, his five-year show cause... Uh, his career that was rudely interrupted by what happened at Indiana, mm-hmm. that, right now in hindsight, that is comically mm-hmm. minor. Yep. But those are my top three in college the basketball. The and whatnot. Yeah. And he uh, went to the Greg Popovich uh, Career yeah. Rehabilitation Center. Yeah, and he got stuck with the Rockets, and the mm-hmm. Cougars saved him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rick Barnes won his 799th. All right, last night, part of what I watched. So a couple of things here. I might be a trendsetter. I don't like to say that, um, but I'm going to say it. One, I have been in the building to watch UConn lose two of their three games this year. I saw them lose in Lawrence. Oh, yeah. I saw them lose last night. So if anybody in the Big East mm. or in the NCAA tournament would like to hire me to come watch the game, hmm. I'm like the UConn cooler. You're the UConn crusher? I would like a first-class seat. I would like a good seat at the game. I could be the, quote-unquote, Connor Stallions oh, in a different role. Fan. Of, mm. uh, I am the cooler for uh, UConn. <laughs> Also, I have been witness to multiple court stormings. 
So yeah. I'll be at the Omaha Oral Roberts game tomorrow night. So if the Mavs win, storm the court. <laughs> uh, but watching watching the the kids and adults and football coach and AD in Lincoln storm the floor, and then watching last night's court storming, where man, we got to work with some students because sometimes if you just go to the row and go down the steps instead of climbing over seat after seat yeah. after seat, yeah. it's actually quicker. But everybody gets on the floor nowadays in a court storm and they carry their phone. And then, you know, the next thing you know, Caitlin Clark's in front of you. <laughs> but, <laughs> Doing but, a 360. But here's what we can learn. As I look out the window of the world here on the Dodge Street. Mm, beautiful, by the way. Beautiful morning. Adults that have driver's license in this city, we can learn from the court stormers. If kids can storm the court in the right manner, how come we can't zipper merge? <laughs> we, we, as this old heads, we like to bash the kids we do. that they have no idea what they're doing. They know how to storm a court successfully and, and not get injured. Yeah, not make it chaotic. And, yeah. But in this town, <laughs> we are god-awful with zipper merging. Yeah, we are. And it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Learn from the kids, ladies and gentlemen. We can be better. They taught us in Lincoln, and they taught us last night in Omaha. I'm done. That's my TED Talk. Do we need and to be we a, have a new promo. Do we need, need to be a part of the court storming then? It, that's kind of like uh, zipper merging 101 is be a part of a court storm. You'll you'll learn proper proper funneling onto I, a, a, a I, spot. I saw one of the what are they what do they call the the students that paint their face and they wear the stripes. The blue crew. That's one most way. intimidating student section in all of college basketball. Someday somebody take me to lunch and explain the the blue, crew? The blue crew. The blue crew. Is they like the black hole? The Worse. Darth Raider? I, I just I, I Blue crew, man. I don't I I don't know. Uh, Not on this day, Gary. Not on this day. Don't speak bad of the Blue Crew. I did see multiple Blue Crew members like allow a fellow student in front of them to storm the floor. So it was like in an orderly manner where one went, then the other went. See, we can learn. Creighton students polite. Do not not think that the kids nowadays have no idea what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and they can teach us a lesson. Hmm. And I would hope that my little Mm. comment here would help us to, if you're on, I don't know, maybe around the med center where every road is torn up. Yeah, forever. You're on Saddle Creek. You know, you're maybe on the Dodge Expressway. Yeah, the Expressway. When you you come off of 80 on, or on on 480 or 680. Yeah, over over by with Top Golf to your right and then the the curve of doom. If the kids can do it, we can do it. Please. Thank you. All right, I'm done. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm done. Indiana, Nebraska play tonight. Hope you enjoy the game. We'll talk tomorrow. I I, I want to... I want you, shows I want you to go hours. all in on this, though, because based on what you're no, I, saying, I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm not. I don't need to rant. I just, I, I observe, and I was caught in a bad zipper merge. Where, this is a commentary where I, I was like, okay, it's a beautiful day out. I, I'm not going to get upset. So if but, I see, a, here, thank you, no Patrick. Idea how this is Gary's daily. If, PSA. if I were to see a blue clue, a blue clue, blues clues, a blue crew member uh, trying to execute a. A solid zipper merge and they didn't do it can't we say that the two are different the the, the court no, they storming probably, etiquette they probably know how to zipper merge you think so if they would allow it know. in the court i'm sure they would allow it in the car i think you get behind the car Very i think you educated. get behind the car and, and a lot of things change though i think the the overall dynamics of it i think the the 
surroundings. I just think there's a lot of elements that change when you're in a car as opposed to trying to execute and facilitate a proper court storming. So I, I think you're putting a lot of confidence I don't know. in the it's, fact that these students can also it's successfully zipper merge. behind the wheel. It is. Once you're not wrong there. Off, it got crazy in there last night, but yet you found a way to allow a fellow student to cut in front of you before you ran on the floor. Uh, most fights I saw did not have their phone. They were like excited. They didn't have their phone. Everybody else was like, I'm, I'm filming this. They want to remember. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. I just, I think you're putting a little too much faith in that those uh, folks can also execute a solid zipper merge. Positive Wednesday. Well, I'm, I'm just. Phil would be proud of this. Well, segment. this is where I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stand up for the people that don't zipper merge properly. Now, which would be how many people live in this town? <laughs> I'm going to say around six hundred thousand. I'm just going to tell you that not the population. But I, see, I, I feel merge. like you're a bad zipper merger because you're really trying to to go to bat for people that don't know how to zipper merge. Uh, no, Gary, I know the lane that I need to be in, and I get into that. I commit to that early. Okay, I commit to that early, and I, I do the one in one out policy. I'm not letting two in. Okay, if you're if you're merging because you have to merge in, I'm letting you in, but I'm also not going to let the next person in either. That's where I get right on the rear of the person that I just let in. And then I see people that are, that's the other problem too. We want to be too pissed off at people like, how dare you come from that lane and try to get into my lane? They have to. So they're like, nope, you're going to be not on my watch. So you get, you get a lot. There's just, I think there's just different theories. There's different mindsets when it comes to letting people merge in. Um, I, I don't know if, I don't know if the kids have that down, especially when you get into rush hour too, and you're getting impatient. I don't know. I think if you could court storm properly with zipper merging to the floor, you could uh, zipper merge properly in the city that has no idea how to do it. I don't even know. They don't even teach drivers ed anymore, they, right? I don't think well, so. Well, they no. do. They teach drivers ed. I don't know how much they go over the zipper merge because I can honestly say I do not ever remember a long time ago when I went through drivers ed that we had anything on zipper merging. It was just one of those things that you figure it out once you get behind the wheel. You guys talked about uh, last weekend how there might be some questionable driving in and around town, and I just thought of that on Sunday when I was just yelling F-bombs on the Lord's Day, like you're not supposed to, and all kinds of things. I think, wait, wait, calm down. Just telling you guys, guys warn me. See a lot of Iowa plates when I see some driving mishaps. And we're back. See a lot of Iowa plates. So you defend the local drivers with zipper merchants, oh, I'm but sure if they're from Iowa. I'm sure we've got bad ones, too. I know we have bad ones, too, but I, other than the zipper merge part, when I see oh, drivers... Right. You're on, to, you, you, this has been your thing. You're on pro, we're okay driving here. Um, I'm. We, we got, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pro. Yeah, we're, we yeah are, I am. We are I am. Terrible I am. driving this town. I'm. I'm pro. We're okay. I see a lot more um, people on our side of the river that are with. Yeah, they're Iowa still plates. driving on our roads. I don't care what license plate they have. Learn how to drive. Well, that's true. I, I can. Yeah. I can agree with that. Uh, all right. Back to uh, the game <laughs> on the floor last night. Is so you win a game like this, and uh, a discussion we had yesterday is. You just have to play a game on February 20th. Okay? They don't have to beat UConn mm-hmm. in, in March. Until, I mean, maybe. I think, I think we'd all sign up for a Saturday night at the, the Garden with uh, UConn's home away from home against Creighton to yeah. win a big East uh, postseason championship. They should take you so we can test your theory. Yes. You could go to Marquette so, and Providence, by the way. <laughs> Those are the places if they need you. Okay. That's how they wrap up the season, too. Uh, two games on the road. Milwaukee's nice. Uh, it is. I'd go see a Shaka mm-hmm. against Hurley. Nice arena. Could both teams lose if you're from the Creighton perspective. Get some good seats behind Shaka. Uh, but the stretch run now comes up for Creighton. I mean, they still have they still have Marquette at home. They still have Seton Hall at home. Seton Hall is fighting for a bubble spot. They finish at Villanova on Senior Day, and Villanova may be playing to get into the tournament. 
And we don't know what St. John's is going to be like on Sunday because we're going to find out pretty quick about St. John's. Is Are they motivated or did Patino just, you know, their season? If they're motivated, Saturday, Sunday in, in New York becomes kind of interesting because that could be, well, a week ago, Patino threw his team under the bus and look what they did. They just upset Creighton. I think Creighton is fine. I, basketball is basketball. Winning is hard. But I think Creighton is mature enough that they will handle beating the number one team, having a few days off, traveling the East Coast, play against a, a St. John's team who, you know, gave them 40 minutes of basketball here. But now Creighton is in the stretch run. And, you know, the, the schedule is, the schedule is you know, there's no DePaul or Georgetown that's left yeah. on the schedule. And they're going to have the big three, and the big three have to come to play every night. But they've added the big three plus one. But the position that he plays, I think you have you've taken till about a month ago in stores. You finally figured out your point guard position, and if anybody's going to look at Creighton and Tim Kruger said earlier in the hour, they're on they're the number one four. Is you figured out the point guard position offensively and defensively? Now what is the weakness left for Creighton that would derail them from not being in another Sweet Sixteen type? matchup last night which was a one versus four and i think another one of those things that i would say that exist but you saw another emergence last night of jason green i would say overall depth but now you're seeing what farabella did you're seeing what jason green did so essentially you're in a similar position that a lot of teams are in at this point of the season where you're trusting two yeah but don't you think that's a that's i i I don't I don't think that's a problem with a team like Creighton because they don't foul. That, that, okay, so they, yeah, and so they're because, conditioned well. Because they don't, you know, Kalkbrenner's not immediately got three fouls right. and he's sitting for the rest of the first half. They don't foul and they don't need to go super deep. Plus, we're in a time of the year, everybody across college basketball is basically playing seven to eight guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, 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 think, I think that is, that maybe early in the year, yeah. that gets blown up. This time of the year, eh. I don't think so because when you get to crunch time, you're five or playing. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of teams. Like I said, I think that's where a lot of teams are. So I don't even necessarily look at that as much as maybe it was uh, in the past for Creighton. Defensively, last night was as good of an effort as you're going to get against a team that hurts you in so many different ways. So can you bottle that up? It, look, we know defense travels too. This is where I also you can't help to be impressed of what Stephen Ashworth... Yeah, the, the, the numbers are huge, what he does offensively, what he's been able to show with his range, but his defensive ability as well. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is also sort of shoring up an area that I, I will say, even like two weeks ago, that was a concern. Defensive efficiency, even though the numbers were good, this is where you kind of look at the numbers compared to your eyeballs, and Creighton was... They were getting owned a little bit defensively. Uh, you know, Ryan Kalkbrenner in, in certain matchups was getting back down on the block in certain matchups too. Last night, again, if this is who Creighton is, they got a shot. I mean, they have got a good shot of not only looking at that second weekend, but now you start getting back into the conversation of what this team was sort of picked to possibly do, to be able to get back to where they were a year ago and maybe doing enough to be one of the Final Four standing. Yeah, I wonder. That's a good point. I wonder, you know, like, I'll give this. Uh, Josh and Connor are all off on Creighton making a run to the Final Four. They are. I think they've said that on there, right? Yeah. And you guys know I give them a hard time because, uh, what was it? It was back in, was it in January? 
They're like, oh, no, this is not. And I'm like, your expectations have changed. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they're like today. Because if they shoot like that, yeah. they're, they're, our, they're, they're solid second weekend team. Yeah, I agree. I, I, and and I, that's just not one game. It's they have now have figured some things mm-hmm. out. The, the Butler game, Butler is never, ever going to shoot like that again. So that's, that's a one-off yeah. game. I, maybe when, when it's all said and done, Nick, they'll, they'll look back and go, one of, the, one of the better things that happened this season is they got Connecticuted in Connecticut. Yeah. And, and, and you never know. UConn may say the same thing about last night. UConn may say at the end of their run this year, hey, one of the best things that happened to us is Omaha, or Creighton kicked our butt. Mm-hmm. And Creighton may say, you know what? One of the best things is we got to match up against a great team in stores and we got punked, and then we turned around the next day and won a hell of a game against Seton Hall, or turned around on the weekend and won a hell of a game against Seton Hall. And what came out of that loss, too, was really kind of what we'd seen. It was it was slowly trending in the right direction, but the only bright spot in that game was Stephen Ashworth, and that wasn't a flash in the pan because now you've seen that presence increase each game, and then it kind of came to it came to a peak last night in a game that you needed everyone involved, especially with Baylor Shireman missing as much of, of that first half in foul trouble. Like, that is a recipe. Again, there, there's, and I think, you know, Tom put this in his column. Right now, today, not even 24 hours removed from it, it can be about what last night was, the moment it was, and the possibly the perfect storm, where you're at home, We've seen Creighton do this before. It reminded me a lot of when Creighton went on the road in 2014 and took on Villanova, where they just could not miss. It was an onslaught. It could be one of those games. But you can't take away the fact that you've seen them since a couple of those defensive breakdowns improve their last three games now. They've looked great defensively. And you've seen Stephen Ashworth's role. Because you're ne- you're never going to really doubt the big three. You're never going to worry about... You know, Baylor Sharma, if he has a bad game, hell, if if I'm... Mm, I, you still need him. Oh, absolutely you do. You're, absolutely you're, do. You're, that, 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 that round of 32, that sweet yeah. 16, that elite eight, you you need three. But you, that's... You, you, can't, you can't afford a, an off night. No, you're, you're right. But what was, re, what was refreshing to see last night is you had other guys step up around him. Can you count on Jason Green knocking down two threes in the game? Probably not. Hell, is he playing 20 minutes in a game? We don't know. It depends on the matchup. But Farabello, you get solid bench production there. Yep. Stephen yep. Ashworth, what he's doing offensively, too, where you can offset whether Trey has an off night, whether Kalk has an off night. In fact, I would say... Hulk defensively, he can't have an off night. But even if offensively he's not putting up the points, are the guys around him able to contribute? And now you put Ashworth into that equation, it it gives you a glimpse of a team that is now so much more challenging to guard than they already were. And that's a, that's a scary thing when I think of what Creighton can. Uh, it, it, again, this is that that's their ceiling. What you saw last night, they do that though. Who's beating them? Yeah. All right, fifty past the hour. Uh... Is Nebraska going to beat Indiana tonight? Hmm? Hmm? I'm out of this team business, who, by the way. A team who? Yeah, you look at that. Welcome to Team Sharp. 
I'm, well, I'm out of it because the last two times I've uh, predicted a Nebraska road victory, I'm, oh. I'm owned to. I went on record saying, say, yeah, you know what? I hey, feel good about hey, this one. Say Indiana. Say Indiana will win tonight. Indiana, well, yeah, Indiana, Indiana, Indiana is going to win tonight because until they prove that they can do it. No, 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 no. Just stop, stop. Just say, say uh, Indiana's going to win. Really give, me, like, give me a score. Really like Indiana's matchup in this one. I'll take Indiana to win it 76 to 68. Steve Alford, big night. Calbert Cheney, big night. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, Matt Marine is coming in the next hour on 1620 The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.